0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in. This week I want to start by talking about the feds. They just increased the interest rate and I want to talk about what that means and how that may affect cryptocurrencies. So to start with cryptocurrencies, we did see a slight decrease as the interest rates were increased by 0.25%. 025 um, And then... Bitcoin recovered, so it's over 40K now.
0: Yep, and 0.25, what does that mean? You know, 25 points, yada, yada, yada. So we were almost at zero interest rate, which means that, you know, everyone's been talking about inflation being ridiculous. I think it's over 8% now, which is insane. Um, Like 40 years, unprecedented. So that's bad, inflation is bad. Interest rates are, they have to raise them to compensate for inflation. So now we're sitting almost at 0.5%, which is super low. So the, the next, um, interest rate hike is going to happen in a few months. They're going to do that a few more times this year. And by the end of the year, the goal will be to have 1.9% interest rate. And then they'll do a couple more next year. And it sounds like the following year. So that would be 2024. They're not going to do any, so. The idea is the incremental increase of interest rates is going to not affect the economy drastically. It's going to bring us back from this potential hyperinflation. Um, you could argue we already are in that. And more slowly, than we don't derail the entire economy.
1: Right, so why why does that work? Why does raising interest rates help with inflation. I mean, normally inflation is two to 3%. We're looking at 8% right now, which is not good. So we're going to kind of just talk about interest rates. I know it's a little bit boring, but it's important because it does affect everybody. So we're going to break it down for you. So right now we have high inflation rates, 8%, usually two to three, but we're at eight. When inflation is high, the interest rates are lower and you see that in your bank account. You're getting 0.01% on your money. However, on the flip side of that, you can borrow for much cheaper if you're an institution. If you're an institution, sure. Um, when this is happening, additionally, spending goes up. So people are buying more things. They're they're spending their money because their money doesn't have as much buying power. So it's, it's
0: those stimmy checks. Yeah. You get. What do you do with the stimmy check? You put it. You put it in the bank. No. No. You go buy something. Yeah, you go buy a go new buy car nice. or a trip yeah.
1: or something like what that. What kind of stimmy did you get? A new car? <laughs> no, but goodness, twelve hundred dollars, right? Um, is a good down payment. Yeah, not bad. So people are spending more money, um, and savings is down because your money's not really getting anything in a savings account. Right. Inflation is eating into your savings, and interest rates aren't helping you gain any more. Um, additionally, demand goes way up because people are spending that that stimulus check. They're buying things. They're paying for services, and the problem with that growing exponentially is that now we have supply the same, or supply is going down because people are you know grabbing at as many things as they can have, and. Of course, when supply goes down and demand goes up, the price of things gets more expensive. Yep. You see it at the gas pump. You see it at the grocery store. Additionally, jobs increase. More people get jobs, all right, because these institutions can borrow more money they can afford to pay people.
0: But also, people are buying things,
1: so you need to sell those things to those people. Right, and you need to have employees, to, have to, have employees. to be there, yeah. right? So jobs go up. And additionally, like we said, the cost of things goes up. And this is to compensate for the lower supply and also to pay the workers that you now have added to your business. And overall, the gross domestic product or the total output of goods and services goes up as well.
0: But you can also think of it too as like, it's kind of this you know, vicious cycle of the money that you're paying these employees may be higher, but the uh, the products that you're buying are also higher so you're not actually getting paid as much because of this inflation and you see it with your rent you see it with all these things especially at the gas pump though because you see that every day yep and so that's the easiest one that's the one most people complain about is that oh well gas prices you know what Everything else is going up steadily too. Yep. As you didn't notice it. Or in your products, there's a little bit less. Like I'm so frustrated with those eight packs of uh sparkling water.
1: Yeah, yeah. Instead For of like a twelve pack. Five dollars. Yep. yep.
0: Absolutely. You know, or the mini cans, you know, the mm-hmm. mini cans of Coke and they the, you know, the they're just saying, oh, well, it's less calories or whatever. No, it isn't. It's so that they can give you smaller portions and charge you the same. Well,
1: One and to keep that psychological thought of, oh, I'm I'm paying the same amount, right. But you're not paying attention to the fact that no. the ounces of Cheerios is significantly less, even though the box is the same height.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So the government has to intervene a little bit in order to stop this sort of hyperinflation because eight percent is unsustainable. Two to three is a different story. But when we're at 8%, we've got a war going on. We just came out of COVID. There's there's some, some reactions that need to happen to establish equilibrium again. Yep. And so what does the Fed do? They hike the interest rate. And when they do that, that has an effect on inflation. Because what it does is when the interest rate is higher, it makes it less desirable for people to borrow money. Because if they have to borrow money at a higher rate, it's more expensive to borrow money right? And so when people aren't borrowing money, spending goes down. People are more apt to save it because now they're starting to get something back in their savings account. They're getting potentially 2% interest or more. 2%? Well, if we go up to 1.9... the. Okay, sure, but right? yeah, you probably won't see that whole You might not see it in your but, bank account, but you're going to see it more than that 0.01%. Of course, yeah. of course, that everyone was paying attention to, I'm sure. Everyone was paying attention yeah. to, yeah. So savings goes up, demand goes down, because people aren't spending money. Yep. Um, and when demand goes down, of course, supply is the same or goes up, so the price of things over time starts to go down because, the again, inverse, there's more supply and less demand. We saw it with covid People weren't going out, right? Yep. So gas prices went down. Supply was the same, but the demand was way less. Yep. Um, And then, of course, because companies aren't borrowing money, demand isn't as high for products, we don't have to have as many employees. And so people get laid off. Jobs go down. Unemployment gets higher, right? And so over time, the cost for things goes down as well, and then the GDP as well goes down. So wait, are you saying that unemployment is good, so I'm saying that a a a a portion of unemployment is a necessity to a balanced capitalist ecosystem.
0: Damn. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's unfortunate. <laughs> it but. is unfortunate, but if you have full employment, you're in a hyperinflated market. Sure. I mean, we're, we're not talking money. about yeah.
0: old people who've you know retired, right. and young people who can't work. So yeah, I mean, those are also considerations. Sure. But the word unemployment is kind of like, oh, that's it's, a good thing. Yeah, okay, well, it's
1: weird to think of it as a good thing in terms of like a healthy balance. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of inflation in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah. Um. Back to crypto. New amendment by the European Union was set to potentially ban proof of work. Proof of work cryptocurrencies, mainly the big one is Bitcoin. So if they ban proof of work, or limited proof of work, then people couldn't mine Bitcoin in Europe. Okay. What their their main reason was the environmental impact. Okay. Right. And so that got nixed right away. And it was, well, let's let's create some sort of um stipulation as to as long as it's this level of sustainable. Okay. But it was very vague. Last or this past week, it got voted, I think, thirty-two to twenty eight opposed to it. So they did well, that was close. Yeah, very close. So they didn't they didn't ban proof of work. They didn't even put the environmental stipulation on it. Once again, proof of work is mining, mining machines. Yeah, proof of work is computers, is computers verifying transactions. They put out a lot of electricity, but a lot of it right now is moving towards more sustainable volcanic energy, hydroelectric And once again yeah. point point zero eight, I believe, of total global it's less emissions less than a percent of yeah. global so, emissions. Yeah. Shut up already. Buddy. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, they agreed. the it's legislators are they the agreed. ones in control and they overall agreed. It was close, but they agreed. Um, so that's a good thing right now. Still could be an issue in the future. So keep that in mind. Um, and then finally, we got to talk about the Ripple lawsuit.
0: Yes. So, Ripple, I know all of you are paying attention as much as I am. Uh, so, Ripple versus the SEC. Basically, it's been going on for about a year now. They keep talking about potential settlement. That's where kind of our boat, the one we're in. Um, I think that's the best case scenario. Uh, SEC is just kind of being a bully right now. They um, This week, the judge denied the SEC's motion to strike Ripple's fair notice defense. Yeah, I know. Um, basically, fair notice is the government must publicize it's duly enacted laws. Citizens must make themselves aware of those laws, and the publicized laws must be reasonably clear. <sighs> okay, so let's what think of it as mean? like. What uh, does that mean? Let's just think of it as like you're like um you're on somebody's property, but you don't realize that it's private property, and there's no sign that says private property,
1: keep off, or trespassers will be prosecuted, or anything like that. You're like a hiker. Uh, yeah, I'm hiking. Okay. So you're hiking on some land that there's no sign that says you can't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, okay. it's, or it's like endangered wildlife and you step on a turtle or like, you know, whatever. If right. there's no sign and you weren't given, you know, the proper rules. Yeah, yeah. You weren't told ahead of time that you can't step on turtles. Then you can't, you know, then you can't be litigated for that or you shouldn't be or you shouldn't be able to be penalized. For that it. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um so the judge said no SEC we they can use this fair notice defense. Okay, cool. So that's a plus for the, the Ripple campaign. Right. Um and so the two sides right now it, the easiest way to explain it is the SEC says that Ripple sold 1.3 billion dollars of unregistered securities and that their platform is not completely decentralized. So that's That's what they're accusing Ripple of. Ripple is saying that the SEC is making decisions based on bias and it doesn't have well-defined rules, right? Like we were talking about the trespassing. And the other thing is that the SEC gave Bitcoin and Ethereum a pass on these uh, unregistered securities. So, Well, and Ethereum's newer than Ripple. Ripple's been around for a while. Right, exactly. Since 2012. So if the SEC is already in bed with with Ethereum, you know, like JP Morgan, then there's something there maybe or not, but at the very least, Ripple shouldn't be held to a higher standard because it's also a cryptocurrency. So it's it's difficult to understand. And it's like, they're just like the SEC just needs to like just go home like take your ball and go home like <laughs> like seriously Biden just literally said last week everybody please work together Let's work together not hey SEC, you're in charge take them to task that's not ex- at all what he said right so uh, I think the SEC and the other issue with the SEC is the SEC is in charge of protecting the investors, the retail investors, the American from people. from risk. From risk. Yeah. And so what's more risk than the SEC winning against Ripple and destroying Ripple and taking Ripple out of the question. And people
1: would lose millions, people billions. People
0: lose millions. Yeah. I mean, and and retail investors, the, us, the, yeah. the little guys would lose money. Mm-hmm. So that's just counterintuitive. It's just, it just seems, it, it just seems like they're, they're barking up the wrong tree. Well. They're trespassing on the blockchain
1: and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Get off the block. <laughs> You're not the new kids anymore. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and, and see what progresses with this case. It just seems really slow moving. Yeah,
0: they're saying August to November, probably when they're going to decide. So hopefully, but they keep moving the goalpost on that. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll see. And we'll keep bringing you guys the updates with Ripple. I know a lot of people are invested in it. So hopefully we can give you some helpful information about that in the weeks and months to come. But thanks for tuning in that's been the roundup. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. All right. Let's take a look at Bitcoin right now. We're
0: at about 42,300 looking good. We've been moving up the last few days. As long as we can stay above 40, that's a good sign. We are still in this bear pennant though. So watch out for that. We could go as high as 45 and still head back down, but we're running out of time for something to happen. Mid-April, something's gonna happen on or before. We either will continue to go up or we'll crash through and head back to that 30, 25, even 20K is still in play. So don't get too excited, but we are coming up and we are touching this 100-day moving average. If we can pass the 100-day moving average and head up to the 200-day moving average around 48, 49, that could show more bullish momentum. Potential likely scenario, If we can come up here and then come back and touch this previous resistance right at that 40, then we'd have a shot at continuing to go up. But just remember, it's still technically bearish within this triangle. But if we can break out of this bigger triangle, then we could see the bulls come back. Let's take a look at our total market cap. Total market cap, same scenario. Like we talked about last week, nothing to get excited about yet, but moving in the right direction, obviously be patient, be nimble. Remember in investing, you don't wanna be predictive. You wanna be reactive. If we do decide to move down, we could hit that 1 trillion. For our dollar cost averaging this week, I have Digibyte, DGB. It's down to just over 2 cents at its high was about 18 cents. This has been beat up for about a year now. This could be a good buying opportunity. Next, Engine Coin. Engine Coin has been riding this support line, starting to bounce off of it again. Engine remember, is metaverse gaming. So that's becoming a lot more popular. I might add some Engine Coin to your portfolio. And lastly, one of my old favorites, Zcash. We saw a double bottom here and it's been moving up significantly over the last couple weeks here, up to $180. Back in 2017, it topped out around $850. I think Zcash is going to make a big move pretty soon. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and
1: only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening in. Please remember to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And we also have our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So check us out if you want to listen in the car. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.